everybody and welcome to the next episode of Magic Wazubi's Ravnica Allegiance set review. Today we're going to be going over all the black cards, but before we dive right into it, let me give a shout out to my sponsors, LegitMTG.com and ManaTraders.com. If you need to buy any Magic Singles or Sealed product at LegitMTG.com, go ahead and do so right now because any order, any order over $2 or more has free shipping. And if you need to rent any kind of decks or cards on Magic Online, check out ManaTraders.com today and use coupon code MTGZUBY on checkout. That's MTGZUBY, MTGZUBY to save 15% off your first three months. So let's just dive right into it, right? <clears throat> first black card we have on the table here is Awaken the Erstwhile for three double black sorcery. Each player discards all the cards in their hand, then creates that many 2-2 black zombie creature tokens. In preparation for the conflict, all foresaw the Golgari called up upon an army that had slept for millennia beneath the city. Oh god, this is such a a card here that is really good for you but also really good for your opponent potentially because you wouldn't want your opponent to have that many zombie cards as, or that many zombie creature tokens as well. So uh, this is not a pack one to pick one unless there is a way to make sure your opponent just gets rid of all their cards. Um be careful for this. It seems good, but it's really not. <clears throat> Next, we have Bankrupt in Blood for one black sorcery as an additional cast cost to cast this spell. Sacrifice two creatures, draw three cards. Your spirits can rest in peace for your debts are paid. So that's a pretty high casting cost to be able to have to sacrifice two creatures to draw three cards. It's... <clears throat> uh, I don't know. The sacrifice effect is pretty high, but drawing three cards, it might be worth it. Let's say you have two dud creatures out there in the battlefield, but you have ways to bring them back. You know, it could be worth it. So, yeah. The art on this is ridiculous. Holy crap. Such really good art. Next, we have Blade Juggler for four and a black, a human rogue 3-2 with spectacle that costs two and a black. You may cast a spell for its spectacle cost rather than its mana cost if an opponent lost life this turn. When Blade Juggler enters the battlefield, it deals one damage to you and you draw a card. So it's going to be pretty easy to cast this on turn three if you have, you know, a good one drop, two drop and be able to make your opponent lose a bit, little bit of life here. So pretty good common and the spectacle is... Spectacles is turning out to be pretty dang good because it's going to be easy to have your opponent lose life. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see Spectacle be really strong and limited for sure. Next, we have Blade Brand for one in a black instant. Target creature gains death touch until end of turn. Draw a card. The pain of searing iron and razor edges pales beside the pleasure of performance, says Judith. So this is your typical sort of combat trick to be able to, you know, get a creature blocked and then boom death touch but with the upside of having him draw a card um yeah i could see this being played in main deck for limited and that's about it so good combat trick there uh mid to late pick f definitely <clears throat> Next, we have Blood Mist Infiltrator for two and a black. It's a vampire, 3-1. Whenever Blood Mist Infiltrator attacks, you may sacrifice another creature. If you do, Blood Mist Infiltrator can't be blocked this turn. Blood seeks blood and nothing shall hold back its hunger. Ooh, it's a pretty good flavor text right there. And the, the art is pretty crazy too. So 
it's kind of depicting what looks like a vampire that's able to pass through bars because he'll turn into a blood mist, essentially. But it's pretty creepy, actually. The art's pretty creepy in this one. Uh, is this a worthy uncommon pick? Yeah, because... Like I said, if you can sack creatures and find ways to bring them back or not care about them being sacrificed, and the ability for it for this creature not to be blocked is pretty good. Um, it's pretty high pick for me. High early to mid pick. Next, we have Carrion Imp for three and a black. It's a 2-3 flyer. When this enters the battlefield, you may exile target creature card from a graveyard. If you do, you gain two life. So... A 2-3 flyer that allows you to exile target creature card and allows you to gain 2 life. No scrap of nutrition goes to waste in the Undercity. For 4 mana, a 2-3 flyer, yeah, I, I would probably pick this if I'm in black. And the, ex the enter the battlefield effect is just an upside if you can get it done. Um, oh, it's from a graveyard, so you can even target your opponent's graveyard. So yeah, that makes it even better. I forgot the a graveyard part. My bad. Next, we have Catacomb Crocodile for four and a black. It's a 3-7 common, and that's all it does. For five mana, 3-7, not the worst thing. Could be a pretty good defender for you. I love the flavor text, though. I am Sewer King, said Rat. I am quick and cunning and know every tunnel. No, I am King, said Zombie. I am cold and deadly and no rock can harm me. Then Croc came and ate them both. <laughs> I like that. So... This is late pick for sure. This is going to be one of those picks where it's like, I don't have anything else better in black to pick, so I'll pick this. Next, we have clear the stage for four and a black instant. Target creature gets neg three, neg three until end of turn. If you control a creature of power four or greater, you may return up to one target creature card from your graveyard to your hand. Make way. It's time for the final act. This is a pretty decent spot removal card. And if you do happen to control a creature of power four or greater, you can get a card back from a creature card back from your graveyard to your hand. So this is a pretty worthy, you know, uncommon pick. It's a for me be a more mid to late pick. Uh, I this would not be a pack one pick one pick for me or early pick for me for sure. Next, we have Consigned to the Pit, 5 and a black, Sorcery. Destroy target creature, Consigned to the Pit, deals 2 damage to that creature's controller. First, your whole life flashes before your eyes, then you have considerable time to reflect on every regret as you plummet. So this is some good spot removal. It is a little bit pricey at 6 mana, but any kind of spot removal that allows you to destroy target creature plus allows to deal some damage to your opponent is pretty dang good. So be on the lookout for this kind of card. It's some good spot removal there. Next, we have Cry of the Carnarium for one double black sorcery. All creatures get neg two, neg two until end of turn. Exile all creature cards in all graveyards that were put there from the battlefield this turn. If a creature would die this turn, exile instead. If your ears bleed, it's a party. If your eyes bleed, it's a Rakdos party. <laughs> I like that. So this is a pretty dang good board wipe for black. Um, the neg two, neg two, if your opponent happens to maybe populate a bunch of creatures, some small cheap creatures pretty quickly, maybe on turn three or turn four, you just wipe their board and oh, all those creatures that were just killed, boom, board wiped. This is an early to mid pick for me, possibly even a pack one pick one if there's nothing better. 
Next, we have Dead Revels for three and a black sorcery. It has spectacle costs of one and a black. Return up to two target creature cards from your graveyard to your hand. You're only as dead as you feel. So this is the perfect kind of card to return creature cards from your graveyard to your hand. And for it only being four mana or possibly two mana with the spectacle cost, it's pretty good. So I would be on the lookout for a card like this. That's a pretty good common. Next, we have Debtor's Transport for 5 and a black. It's a 5-3 Thrall with Afterlife 2 that creates two 1-1 spirit tokens when it dies. By design, the sarcophagus muffles the debtor's moans but does not silence them. This is a 6-mana 5-3. Uh, that toughness is pretty weak, but the Afterlife 2 is a better effect. I mean... This would be more of a mid to late pick if you're even if you're not even going to Orzov, but just black in general. Um, the Afterlife 2 will turn out to be pretty useful, and plus that has it's a pretty strong body as well, too, with five power. Next we have Drillbit for Tuna Black Sorcery with Spectacle 1 Black. Target player reveals their hand, you choose a non-land card from it. That player discards a card. Never boring. So it has the potential of only costing one black for a duress effect. And that's a sideboard card. I mean, unless you ha are wanting to mainboard something like this in order to make your opponent discard, but this would be more related to sideboard or relegated to sideboard. Next, we have Font of Agonies for one black enchantment. Whenever you pay life, put that many blood counters on Font of Agonies. You can pay one and a black, remove four blood counters from Font of Agonies, destroy target creature. No. No. No worthwhile reward is easily gained, Nicobolus. This is not really worth it. It's too slow, and, you know, paying life is not the worst thing because, you know, life is a tool. It's a, it's a resource and magic, but there's going to be a better pack one pick one than this. This is a pass. This is a hard pass from me. Next, we have Grotesque Demise for two and a black instant. Exalt her creature with power three or less. A debtor soul has little value except as a warning to others who might consider defaulting on their loans, says Ubia Orzov Ministrant. So an exile effect that is it's very handy spot removal. I mean, I would consider, I would put this at a much higher pick than Font of Agonies. Uh, Grotesque Demise would be a very early pick for me because spot removal like that is extremely good, especially in Exile Effect. Next, we have Gutter Bones for one black. It's a Skeleton Warrior 2-1. It enters the battlefield tapped. You can pay one and a black and return Gutter Bones from your graveyard to your hand. Activate this ability only during your turn and only if an opponent lost life this turn. Down here, things don't stay dead, says Lavinia. So... <clears throat> The return ability is pretty dependent on making sure your opponent lost life. I mean, it's it's not going to be hard to make sure this returns back to your hand, but with it only being able to be active during your turn and if they lost life, kind of makes it less good, but a 2-1 on being able to attack by turn 2 is not bad, so go for it. Why not? I mean, pack one, pick one? I don't know. I, I don't not for me. I mean, if there's nothing better, then yeah, I'd pick it. But I mean, it's pretty good in aggro in an aggro shell. So there's that. 
Next, we have Ill-Gotten Inheritance by three, three and a black enchantment. As being your upkeep, Ill-Gotten Inheritance deals one damage to each opponent and you gain one life. You can also pay five and a black to sack this. It deals four damage to target opponent and you gain four life. The suffering of others is not my concern. So I would put this much higher than Font of Agonies because it's going to do something every turn, right? Um, I wouldn't want to outright pick this early on. This would be more of a mid to late pick or it could be, I wouldn't even really consider it a stig, but if you play it, it's going to keep doing something each turn and help you gain a little bit of life there. And you can pay six mana to deal four damage essentially. So yeah, this could be a worthy pick for you. Um, most likely a late pick. Uh, next we have Noxious Grudian. I guess how you say it two and a black beast creature that's a two two with death touch behold the grudian icker slurper oozing fiend phallus wander phallus wonder underground grandest vermin of them all says zaylin the gutter bard really this is the phallus wonder underground it's a two two with death touch i mean pretty handy in a um tempo based kind of deck and yeah it's a pretty good common pretty good common creature I mean, what's more to really say about it? Next, we have Orzov Enforcer for one and a black. It's a human rogue with death touch. With, that's a one, two, afterlife one. You'll pay what you owe with your money or your life. Ooh, I like that flavor text. So this is a, I, I mean, it is a better uh, death touch creature than the Noxious Grudian. It's because with the afterlife one. So yeah, this is a pretty high pick if there's nothing else better to choose from. Um that afterlife one is going to be so handy next we have orzov racketeers for four and a black it's a human rogue that's a three two when this deals combat damage to a player that player discards a card and has afterlife two looks like you need protection so five mana you get a three two and makes your opponent discard a card if this deals combat damage and has afterlife two I mean, not the highest pick because five mana is a lot, but this is limited and games do get grindy. So this could be a early to mid pick if it you see it get passed around. Next, we have Pestilent Spirit for two and a black. It's a spirit with three, two, has menace and death touch. Instant and sorcery spells you control have death touch. Pack one, pick one. Yes. Even if you never have instant and sorcery spells to that matter with this, the fact it has medicine death touch, yeah, do it. 100% pack one, pick one. Nothing more to say about it. It's stench corrodes steel. It's Miyamaza or Miasma sickens angels. It's finality ends hope. Ooh, it's finality ends hope. I like that. Oh, man. Yeah, pack one, pick one. Help do it. What, nothing else to say about it. Plague Wit for one and a black is next with that's a creature zombie 2-1. When this becomes blocked, each creature blocking it gets a neg, neg one, neg one until end of turn. For some goods, the best couriers are the dead. This is a, it's not a bad two drop. Um, yeah, th this is a mid to late pick. And if you're in black, it's pretty good. I mean, has a chance of definitely wiping out a creature. That could be, let's say, a 2-3, right? And blocks in, and oh, now it's a 1-2. I mean, it's going to trade, but it'll kill that 2-3. Next, we have Priest of Forgotten Gods. One in a black, it's a human cleric, 1-2. You can tap it to sack two other creatures, any number of target players. Each lose two life and sack a creature. You add double black and draw a card. The Orzov are not the only religious tradition on Ravnica, nor the oldest. 
So <clears throat> this is the type of card where, yeah, you can sack two creatures to have your opponent sack a creature. I mean, they'll also lose two life. Um, if you have any sort of card that can help you return those creatures from the graveyard back to your hand, definitely go for this. This is a definite synergy type card. Is it a pack one pick one playable? No, I would say not. If it's pack two, pack three, and you're in the black colors and you have ways of gaining creatures back, yeah, definitely pick it then. <clears throat> but a pack one pick one? No, sir. No, sir. No, sir. No, ma'am. Um, don't do it. It's a trick. It's a trap. <clears throat> Next, we have Rakdos Trumpeter for one and a black. It's a human shaman with menace, and it's a 1-3. You can pay three and a red, and Rak Rakdos Trumpeter gets plus two, plus O. No, yeah, plus two, plus O until end of turn. The louder their performance, the quieter we become in comparison. They are the perfect distractions for only, fool for only fools ignore the Rakdos, says Lazav. The a menace 1-3... It, that's pretty good on its surface. It's a 1-2, and then later on it could be pumped to deal more damage if this is a sort of aggro mid-range type deck. It's pretty good card. It's a pretty good 2-drop. Next, we have Spawn of Mayhem for 2 double black with a spectacle cost. That's 1 double black. It's a 4-4 four, four with Flying Trample. At the beginning of your upkeep, Spawn of Mayhem deals 1 damage to each player. Then, if you have 10 or less life, put a 1-1 one, one counter on Spawn of Mayhem. All right, so this is the Black Mythic, and it's a 4-4 four, four for 4, and it deals 1 damage to each player. Then if you have 10 or less life, put a 1-1 one, one counter on Spawn of Mayhem. Yeah, this is just a ridiculous card, and it can keep getting those 1-1 one, one counters for you. And so e even if it didn't have the second ability, if it was just a Flying Trample 4-4, four, four, I mean, obviously for a Mythic, you want to have a little bit more pizzazz, right? But a Flying Trample 4-4 four, four, for 4 is not bad at all in black, and it's definitely a pack one, pick one playable for sure. I mean, if you open this up, take it. Next, we have Spire Mangler for 2 and a black. That's an insect 2-1 with flash and flying. When it enters the battlefield, target creature with flying you control gets plus 2, plus 0 until end of turn. Its mandibles can leave a rider in the clouds astride a headless griffin. So even if you don't have another creature to pump up the fact that you can play this at the end of your opponent's turn makes it that much better with the flash so this is a pretty high pick for me and it's be an early to mid pick next we have thirsting shade for one black it's a one one shade with lifelink you can pay two in a black and thirsting shade gets plus one plus one until end of turn your life is a blinding light your breath a gale your pulse a deafening drum be still be still says dyla truel um, how do you say that? Herbative Lament. I guess that's from a little Ravnica poem, I guess. And so a 1-1 one, one lifelink for one, I mean, this is going to be a pretty late pick, if anything. So, I mean, if you don't have anything else better to pick for the one mana slot, yeah, choose it. Next, we have Undercity Scavenger for three and a black. It's an Ogre Warrior, 3-3. Three, three. When this enters the battlefield, you may sack another creature. If you do, put two 1-1 one, one counters on Undercity Scavenger, then scry two. This is a common? Holy shit. Um, we grow strong by feasting on failure, says Azani. This is a pretty ridiculous common here. Um, yeah, this could be a mid-pick mid for sure because that is a lot of stuff it can potentially do. Um, 
yeah, I wouldn't even mind sacking a creature to this. So that, that's pretty. That's pretty good common there. Um, yeah, I'd want something like this on my black limited deck. Next, we have Undercity's Embrace for two and a black instant. Target opponent sacrifices a creature. If you control a creature of power four or greater, you gain four life. The Undercity is always hungry. So even if you don't control a creature of power four or greater, this is still a really good card because it bypasses the hexproof if your if your opponent only has one creature with hexproof, right? So this is a pretty high early to mid pick if you're in black because having them sack a creature is always always worth it so the last card on for the blacklist here is vindicate vindictive vampire for three and a black it's a two three whenever another creature you control dies vindictive vampire deals one damage to each opponent and you gain one life so a two three for four is not the best but whenever this has a sort of blood artist type effect where you know, if you're sacking creatures, if you have sack outlets, this will deal one damage and you will gain one life. So that's not bad at all. So this would be more of a mid to late pick, maybe, or even an early pick in packs two and three, if you have some good sack outlets to where this will be useful. But even on its surface, a two, three for four, not the worst thing in the world. So those are all the black cards for Ravnica Allegiance. Uh, let me know what you think below, and did I get anything right or wrong? Um, also, be sure to check out the show's Patreon at patreon.com slash magicwithzuby, and any support you give the show will go right back into it, and thank you very much for listening here.